You're listening to the GoCast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the About Last Night Show. I am Brad Williams, my co-host, of course, Adam Ray. Woo! Woo! Yo, get uh, get used to that song not being in your ears too much longer, <laughs> because our um, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. I'm Adam. It's Brad, Dick, uh, our engineer, off to the right. Depressing Dick. Depressing right. Dick. Uh, we uh, we have a um, original theme song uh, that uh, that I wrote that Brad and I are going to do the vocals for in a couple weeks, and um, a buddy of mine, Andrew Dewitt, who uh, is a uh, documentary film mm-hmm. score, uh, com- composed it, and it's it's fucking dope, isn't it? I just played it for you before yeah, the show. Yeah, it's 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 going to be good, and I'm and I hope I make it that far that I hear it because uh, I got some death threats on Twitter today. What? Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, let me introduce our yeah, guest yeah, first, <laughs> and then I'll and, and and then I'll get into the uh, midget it. death threats. I love it. Uh, our guest today, he is on the sitcom Two Broke Girls, and not and he's one of the stars. He's one and, of the stars. And also, let's just talk about sitcoms and their shelf life and how popular most of them are. Not that popular. This is like the number one show in the world. <laughs> in and the I think world. that might be a slight exaggeration, but it's pretty fucking popular, ladies and gentlemen. Jonathan Kite. Jonathan Kite, who plays Oleg on the show, everybody. How you guys doing today? Doing wonderful, Jonathan Kite. I'm glad you hyped the show, because the intro for me originally was, listen, I'm getting some death uh, (laughs) on Twitter. I'm like, listen, this is the guy. Listen, Listen. speaking of death threats on Twitter. (laughs) uh, Listen, I got some Big Bang Theory fans that really fucking hate you. Apparently, (laughs) apparently, apparently, death threats on Twitter. I've only gotten those... uh, a, a couple times, but they, I For think, real? I, yeah, but I, well, cause now the show, uh, you, you're almost done with the second season. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, obviously the popularity is increasing. So you're getting, you're getting more attention. And now I'm curious at what point do you enter the world of like stalkers, well, Facebook stalkers for sure, or just crazy people who either think you're a real character yeah. or I think that, well, the good thing about me is I've often <clears throat> been told that, uh, I don't look like who I am on the show. <laughs> That, um, <laughs> you don't look like a creepy cook. Yeah, well, thank God. I was like, my mother will appreciate that. <laughs> right. Um, what a great, what a, what, a, what a great compliment. You know, you know, you, you play that really creepy guy that, that's always hitting on the waitresses. You don't look like that at all. <laughs> I mean, that's their pickup line to me. That's way better than you know. You are perfectly cast and perfectly look like the guy. I thought it was a documentary. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was expecting it to go on Megan's Law just to read about you. And, uh, you weren't there, so it's awesome to know that. Now he's uh, the character you play. Is Russian? He's a Ukrainian. 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 You were on the show. Yeah. And yeah. what what was your ethnicity? Well, you, were you Italian? I was Italian. You know what's funny? First of all, <laughs> with people, because it's a the show is so popular. So um, I you know when I go up on some place, you know they'll drop that credit, and then people put on sites for stuff. But people then will see me and either go, "I love you on the show," or "What were you on the show?" Because we love that show. We couldn't quite remember. And I'm always like, oh, I just had a delivery guy number five, one and a half lines <laughs> in the kitchen. But it was like the Martha Stewart two part episode. It was, so it was huge. Like, it was a big oh, okay, when Martha Stewart played herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. The, it was the season finale. Yeah, and it yeah. was building up to the hour special. It was yeah, huge. yeah. You know what's funny? I did the season finale, Two Broke Girls, and the season premiere of According to Jim. So uh, the resume. Let's just for- say you do hits. <laughs> Pretty much. If you, you want to yeah, start your sitcom off right or end it with a bang, yeah. you book Adam Ray, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and if you want long shelf life, 
you book John, you book Jonathan Kite. Yeah, yeah exactly. As, as, as your creepy fry cook. But no, I, had, I had one line, and uh, and it was basically they were walking through the kitchen, uh, and I was like, "Hey, uh, where are you going with that big metal box? Why don't you come over? <laughs> why don't you guys come over here and have sex with me?" <laughs> And that was, and the line before was something a little more where it was like, "Hey, where are you ladies going? Like, I'll help you out. Like, you know, why don't we go do this and whatever?" And it didn't get a laugh. And so Michael Patrick King and um, the director come over and they're like, uh, "Say, have a little more fun with it. Do it again. Doesn't get a laugh." Then he comes over and, and he goes, "Just say, where are you guys going with that big metal box? Come over here and have sex with me." Fucking everybody just goes nuts. And he goes, "Yeah, that was it. We got it." There yeah, because the line after that was, it, "You appreciate Oleg's subtlety." Yeah. Which is the character that I play? Because <laughs> yeah. all the all the times I hit on them, there's like a pun or something involved with it. Yeah, and it was to show that they're lucky to have a sex offender like me in the kitchen. <laughs> Dude, yeah, but you're a likable. Lucky. Yeah, but you're a likable sex offender. Well, there was one line in a you're clip. Like, by the way, the uh, likable sex offenders are playing Coachella this year, and oh my yo, god, yo, I cannot. I'm stoked. Wait. Nobody will open for them. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody opens. Well, for the Wiggles. Sex the Wiggles oh. are opening for them. But uh, they uh, get your kids there, guys. Get early. <laughs> but. They, but there's one line you had where they, uh, uh, um, Beth was like, uh, would no one say anything different? And you were like, uh, something about her breasts. And you were like, I noticed your B's went to a C. C's and for that, I give you an A. Dude, I mean, there you go. It's well, a pretty great line. And yeah. you're just fucking, you're so dry with it, man. And oh, you're leaning over the man. thing. And it's just fucking for hilarious, man. It, for examples of Jonathan Kite's genius, we have Depressing Dick, our sound guy, who uh, brought up a YouTube best of Oleg you video. Know, why is he Depressing Dick, bro? I just filmed Well, it. he is Depressing Dick because as Adam and I will have, be having joyful, uh, yeah, conversations. Yeah, like the show is very the, the upbeat banter. Like we like to have a good time. Yeah. Sure, sure. And uh, and Dick is you know n- n- uh, likes to join in on the fun. But uh, and, a couple uh, episodes uh, yeah. episodes ago, he liked to uh, drop the news on us. Halfway through, he just goes, "Hey guys, you want to hear something really fucking sad?" Out of nowhere. <laughs> First of all, why would you in any group setting ever drop that line? You're like a uh, you're like a Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> character. <laughs> Not Phyllis Hoffman. He has plenty of joy, but you're like a right. character or like a Paul Giamatti. Can you can you do either one of those guys? By the way, uh, well, I feel like uh, I feel like they. I, I feel like Paul Giamatti always gets. Um, he like gets off that like right before the scene starts. Mm-hmm. He always just got a phone call that he's got cancer. <laughs> so like he always comes into it like and actually like oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, he's going to have to, like, deal with this Dude, now. the lip the lip is he's great. Like, well, 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 uh, Okay. Yeah. Like, he's never, he's not prepared, but he's still going to, like, fight forward. <laughs> and then Phyllis Zero Hoffman's always, like, the opposite of that, where, like, it's the world is over. He's like, mm. oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like he just he just came. Yeah, like he was scared. He just came yeah, yeah, yeah. and action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would definitely be depressing, Dick, because we were having a joyous conversation, and Dick just chimes and goes, uh, "Guys, uh, do you guys want to hear some really sad news?" And we can't say no and then move on. You have to say. He okay, said, he said somebody really news? famous died. Then he said that. So Mealy, who would you think of? Because it's a it's, sometimes it's, it's a little. You start playing the game. All right, who do I think is famous enough? They'll be worthy of Dick interrupting the show right now. Right. They passed away. So I start immediately. I go, Obama got shot. Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Sure. But not necessarily in that order. I might have gone Emilio first. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. If there's. Absolutely. Because I heard talks of a Mighty Ducks 5, so I don't. By the way, I love how Emilio, like, 
Charlie Sheen has this aura and energy that no one assumed Charlie Sheen was dead from that conversation. You're like, Emilio. <laughs> Emilio, yeah. <laughs> like, he's, Emilio. the tiger blood has kept him alive. He's invincible. Well, you know, well, he, the... you know Char- Charlie Sheen just wakes up in the morning, sucks the blood of a hooker, and then somehow he's good. Yeah. So he, he's so immune. He's you know who killed him? It was Goldberg from Mighty Ducks 3 when he swapped him out for the chick to play goalie. Oh, oh that was tough. He still held a grudge. Goldberg never recovered. By the way, I, I'm, I'm copywriting it right now. We're going to do a fake reality show called <laughs> Goldberg who Never, never Recovered. recovered. <laughs> where, we, where we figure out like where like you or I'll play him. Where's I mean, Goldberg? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's or maybe it's uh, some play on words with him being a goalie. Like uh, couldn't couldn't stop the pu- or I don't know. He he's d- in uh, he's randomly in doorways. Quack. He's like in ran- random doorways, like trying to and people are like you're blocking our business. Please leave. <laughs> he's like give me money. Or or real quick, if he it'll was be called, in, wait, it'll, it'll, it'll be called Goldberg doesn't give a puck. There you go. Yeah. Goldberg doesn't give a puck. Goldberg right. doesn't give a puck. That's on uh, oxygen, right? But um, it would be it'd be great if it was like um, he would. It's like a Where's Waldo, but Where's, G- where's Goldberg? Goldberg? And it's like, but it's like a bunch of people enjoying their lives, and then just cut to a guy in a trash can. <laughs> but it's like super easy. Where's Waldo? <laughs> it's just like got him. Uh, he's right there in front of the Yo, camera. Yo, a live action Where's Waldo? That's actually kind of a great idea. That's that's. I feel like that's a great like improv everywhere type thing. Yeah. Live action, where's Waldo? Yeah, yeah. like where's Waldo? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then everybody, but the, the really confusing one would be when everyone dresses up as Waldo, but has like three <laughs> eyes or like three breasts from Total Recall or something. You I'm fine you, with that? You can't get the, you get the one. Well, well, for those of our listeners well, so who, he, who, for some reason, are not. Oh, I'm sorry. We got to get back to the yeah, yeah, I want to see the. Yeah, yeah, well, so Hugh, Hugh Hauser died, and yeah. so which is oh, a big deal. Yeah, it was a huge deal. Yeah, but so you know, we broke the show for that, and uh, <laughs> but then, but then we just kept calling back to it because. Um, that's, I, I feel that's like this is a little bit of a of a theme, though. What? Conrad Bain. Oh yeah, oh, next yeah. week he told us Comrade Bain died. Wow. Well, actually, you know what, Dick? We got to stay consistent. You know what? Charles Durning passed away. Wait, wait, wait. Today. No, no before. Show. Dick, you're going to have to start researching now before every show. Who, because somebody <laughs> died today. How is he? Why celebrity? is he? Can you look it up, actually? Our, After we play this clip. Yeah. How come your name isn't like Obit Dick? <laughs> Obit Dick. Obit Dick. Obit Dick. I might like that one. Tell you who's dead in the news today. <laughs> Breaking news. Obit Dick. Obit Dick is here. Yeah, that's funny because Dick uh, is an uh, awesome radio DJ. And uh, Dick, will you do your little radio thing for John real quick? It's the big hot rocket, non-stop, and less talking, boss shocking, head knocking, finger popping, Yankee cranking, honey spanking, wham bam, thank you, man, fifty thousand watt blowtorch of rock and roll. That is the Brad and Adam show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is every morning drive outside. Yeah, dude. What if you did that and then just go? All right, so uh, eleven people died today. Let's get into it real quick. <laughs> I was gonna say, what if it's like somebody who had? It was the guy who was there to deliver the important news, like the weather or the traffic that day, and that was just a monologue. And then there was like a commercial. Sh- Break in the monologue and he came back. He's like, "Yeah, yeah it's, it's pop rocking, just seventy-five degrees and sunny." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> back to you. Somebody's dead. We'll tell you after the message. <laughs> <laughs> For those of our listeners who may not be familiar with Two Broke Girls or our fantastic guest Jonathan Kite's work, here is a best of Oleg video. Here's sexy woman. You look so pretty today. You look so beautiful. I forgot how bad your personality is. <laughs> I've said that to women at clubs. Thanks, Oleg. Hey, Barbie. <laughs> Max! I thought your tight ass wasn't coming in tonight and my heartbroken hands. You know what, Oleg? I needed that. There you go. Awesome. Good shit. For a second there, I thought you said, I fucked your tight ass. And I was like, <laughs> did anybody else not hear? I mean, but what did you, you said, I, 
I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm able to slip stuff past the sensors. <laughs> That's kind of a don't... trick of mine. <laughs> I'm like a Ukrainian Jedi. Accent. These are not the swears you Can were looking you imagine? for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so funny. So how? Um, you know, let's briefly um, touch on this. How do you get a part on a major sitcom? It's a, you know what this is actually uh, as opposed to every other story I'll tell this hour this is a good story. Um, I <laughs> went to um, I know the casting director for a little while who I'd worked with uh, several times and she um, just is a, an amazing person a good friend of mine and um, I was coming in for something else and I asked her I'm like what else are you working on right now which is I was the last one of the day so you know if you know the casting you could like hang out for a while yeah, with yeah, clear sure. up and stuff it's fun and um, I really wanted to catch up with her and she's like I'm actually really excited I'm doing a new pilot that's uh, being produced um, by Michael Patrick King and Whitney Cummings. Mm -hmm. And I had been a a fan of both those. Um, I love the roasts and Sex and the City, super uh, successful show. And, you know, it's like it was really interesting to me. And and I said, well, you know, neither of those people that I had known had done um, uh, network television before. So I was like, oh, I'd love to bring me in sometime if it's possible. She's like, yeah, there's no part for a a, a white male except a 45-year-old bald Russian guy. And at the time, it's just so funny how the things change. Right? Yeah. They never really know what they want. They have like an idea. And, and Michael then, said that to me later. He's yeah. like, you, you know, because the breakdowns, you you have to put something down. Yeah, of course. So, so it's like, in. yeah, right. exactly. So, you, they, I'm they, sure they have actual actors in mind. They're like, oh, let's base it off of this person, like this person. But then that person isn't available. Or we want yeah. Michael Chickless, yeah. but he's not <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there. I do a killer Chickless impression. That's <laughs> the ruining. You, you spoiler alert. You spoil the story. <laughs> um, no, no. But what happened? So I went in there and I started growing my hair out and my beard out because I thought I've got to give myself. Um, some sort of advantage, you know, whatever. Yeah. And because, you know, when you audition for a pilot or something, a lot of decisions have to be made. It's like an, it's a month, you know what I mean, or yeah, two sure. before. So I kept getting called back, and I came in similarly to the way that I'm dressed on the show. I wore that to the audition. And so I came in with, like, a hairnet and the whole deal. Awesome. And was just like, I was just having fun with it. And at the end of the day, it came down between me and another guy who was Absolutely the polar opposite of me. I mean, I think he was like in his late 40s, early 50s. Good looking. Um, great looking. Um, yeah, tons of chicks. Uh, seven foot dong. Um, but, wow. Yeah, yeah, trust me. That's why he wasn't cast. Um, they, they, we, we couldn't afford to CGI for the pilot before we knew it would go. Like I said, his, his apron just doesn't sit right. Hey, man. There you go. It looks like he's hiding like a ghost costume under there that the children used to wear. Just like a white kind of thing with holes in it for, so the snake down there can breathe. It's but, another uh, character. It's yeah. another, yeah, yeah. They're like, we're not paying. And both of you. Um, uh, and, uh, is the cock sag approved yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's know. sagging. <laughs> Thank God it's an after show. But I just mean it's. Uh, <laughs> but it's. Uh, it was funny. So I went in there, and this guy was was really interesting. He was a Brit um, who lived in Canada, who had who had played Russian on Twenty Four for like three years. Oh shit! Oh wow! And we just looked really different. Like he reminded me of like a Vinnie Jones type, okay. and he was a real tough guy, sweetest guy in the world. And so it was it was very in a weird way it was cool because um we got to be very friendly with one another because we knew that we weren't competing against yeah, each other at all. It's just going to be a preference. It, that's what they said. Right. We're like, it's either going to be you or it's going to be me, but it's it's not going to be like oh I was you know they just wanted that type or whatever. So it was uh in the end it kind of won out. It was it was really cool. I think it kind of works. Too, I mean, I don't know how you said he was in his forties, late forties. Yeah, so I mean, but it, for me, it's like you watch a. Is there a call in? By the way, do people call in here? We can. Take no, callers. I'm saying he's going to call. He's like, <laughs> he's like, listen, I'm 32. Give <laughs> things right. It's like, all right, I'll kill you. Uh, I'm actually Japanese, not even British. So <laughs> yeah. you're really off with your fucking uh, foreign. Yeah, and and just here to criticize me. <laughs> I'm glad. I watched the show. You're no good. <laughs> you're rubbish. I'm glad that you have that to where you you were able to look at the other guy and be like, well, if I don't get it, they just 
thought that that look was going to be better because when I go out on audition, it's fucking 12 midgets, and it's hard not to take it yeah. personal when well, you don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like, a, like, well, he wasn't looking for this type yeah, of midget. We he was looking for this midget. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, that's the only other option because I, as a tall, for you know, for those of you who don't know me, I, I, my body looks like it's made of taffy. I'm like a tall, thin, lanky <laughs> what guy. <a> great. <laughs> and, and I always lose out to like – like heavy set black guys, like it's always For real? no. I mean, like if if I don't get the job, which I of course book all the time, but I just mean like if it, it's always like tall, thin, like shaggy guys yeah, from Scooby Doo, yeah. mm-hmm. and then um, like Fat Albert types, and it's like it's funny because that's kind of wow. like a sidekicky looking type of thing, yeah. It, there you, you know, okay. wise, and then um, every now and then we get a hot, we, like me and one of those guys will have a baby, and that baby is Mike Epps. <laughs> You know, but it ha- but but you're right. Like I understand that. It's funny when I'll, sure. I'll go in for something and and like if they're doing another casting and it's for little people, it's like you gotta you yeah you gotta look. You gotta be like, damn it, man. Right. Marty always gets it. Fucking Marty. Fucking Marty. You know Marty. I do know Marty. I've cast him a couple times. God damn Marty. He's talented. But it makes sense. To Marty. Have, like, okay, for those of you, that, Marty is the bald midget from Pirates of the Caribbean who gets fucking everything. Is he like the go-to? He gets. Everything. He gets a lot of shit. He gets yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh, we, we hate. Is he Marty. like the new the new age Peter Dinklage? Well, no, he was Peter Dinklage Whoa, before, Peter, before Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. He's about to call in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm the new age yeah. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if that's a good Peter Dinklage impression or Nobody not. But does. I'm gonna, I'm, but no, I'm going to go you with just it. Assume. You know how like there's some guys like like uh, Adam does impressions. I do impressions. Mm-hmm. Where somebody will, you'll do the impression or somebody will do it, and you're like, yeah, I guess I don't know what that guy sounds like. <laughs> yeah. like, like I'll do ones on the road, and um, and it's funny like. You know, we were talking before about, like, you know, how do you decide to do them? I do ones that are spot on, and I feel like people are just, I don't know what he sounds like, so I'll just give it to you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. no, this sounds like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they don't know. You'll so. start doing, like, a, this is Gene Hackman. And they go, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gene from the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very specific impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, there, is, there, is there an impression um, that you, because uh, you're saying, like, the ones you do are pretty mainstream. Right, like uh, Seth, yeah, Seth Rogen, Vince Vaughn. What would you say would be like your top? I do like Liam Neeson, Vince Vaughn, Seth Rogen, Tom Hanks. The Tom Hanks one blows my mind oh, because thanks. that voice to me is so incredibly original. And see, Tom, Tom Hanks I, is one of those guys where if you said I do impression of Tom Hanks, I'd be like, how could you do an impression? That's how Hanks. I choose him, to be totally honest with you. He's also that high up on a pedestal that you're like, why yeah. would you try to impersonate the greatest <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. actor of all time? I only time. do three right. impressions. Jesus Christ, Tom Hanks, <laughs> and God. <laughs> Who is actually Tom Hanks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trick question. I, I do, as a white guy, I do three impressions. I do Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> I do George Washington Wait, what's your, and Tom What's Hanks. your Martin Luther King Jr.? I have a dream. See, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Not good. No. With all these men and people. I feel like hold, be. hold the white people. I think he always sounds like he's on a microphone, even if he's not on a microphone, talking to <laughs> microphones of were bad of back then. They were. They didn't give. That was the real segregation. They didn't give them the good microphones. Yeah. They gave them the black microphones. The black ones. Yeah, yeah. That ever creed and colored sun put a quiz nose outside the laundromat. And what people don't know is uh, Martin Luther King actually talked like this. This was his actual Did voice. He really? But then he chose. He talked into that damn black microphone and it morphed his voice this, into something a little more like this. This, this Friday <laughs> Brian Gumble is Martin Luther King. <laughs> That's amazing. It wouldn't come out on a Monday. <laughs> That's Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Day. How dare you. How dare. We're off that day. This movie's coming out on Tuesday. <laughs> the uh, biggest Tuesday opening <laughs> ever. <laughs> Wait, how do, how do you even start to do a Tom Hanks? Like, how do you? Even... I, uh, you know, I, I looked at um, people who that because the truth was at the time I had done a, a sketch show with uh, Mr. James Fox. 
and um, Jamie Foxx, Fox. Django and Shane, and, Oscar-winning uh, actor, the king of you know, sketch. Not, you know, not to drop names. Yeah, only a part of the greatest sketch show of all time, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, um, the best. Right? I mean, and, and Living Color is like quick. I went as Fire Marshal Bill for Halloween one year. Oh my god! To a skating party oh at an ice skating rink, and I was a little burn victim on skates, and I had a bald cap. <laughs> you were walking. Around <laughs> yeah, and I was like, <laughs> and I was skating around as a fireman, and then the people, like kids, would look at me, but oh, like you're a fire chief. What happened to your face? <laughs> like they would see me from a distance, and then I would, and I glued. I took little cotton balls, and I dirty them. Was this a costume off. party, or you just doing this for fun? Yeah, no, this was Thanksgiving. No, no it was a, it was a, it was Halloween one year, and um, I went because I loved I loved that show so much, and oh it was God. like if I got to watch one show, yes, you know, like my parents they tried to you know get us off TV pretty early. That was the, always one I chose. I, I've I've seen every. I, I still stand by like I, you know the early SNL like John Belushi my my dad showed me so I feel like that got me into SNL and then like mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy Delirious just as far as comedy like before I really like understood like what was funny and then Singing Living Color was the first thing that I remember being like hooked into something and being like right. I have to Absolutely. watch this all the time and yeah. every every sketch was like blew my mind and was different and the characters and I was like wow these people because you'd see them before or after and you're like wow they're just people. But seeing them on the show and play like 19 different characters. And my parents right? loved it too. You? That was the other crazy thing. It yeah, did. Because they watched Because it, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. too edgy Bonding. to to like the way SNL it was is smart. now. The it's... way they play on, you know, and, and things are all fucking sex jokes and things now. It's like that wasn't, Living Color wasn't. And Living Color, I felt like we just, we had never seen um, a sketch show like that before. And I feel like they got so many. I feel like those kids have been saving up their ideas forever. And like, I remember like homeboy shopping network and men on film. And it was just, it was so Vera DeMilo is so effing funny. I tried to tell somebody about that the other day. And I was laughing. Yeah. I was laughing, telling it being like, like what an amazing idea that he was, and he would eat the Tums like they were steroids. (laughs) That voice. That voice. <laughs> oh, here, here, we have a clip of some Fire Marshal Bill. Oh, what you see in here is a potential hazard. <laughs> Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Let's just say you're changing the water in this here. <laughs> tank. Every bit always had it. Let's and just you set like the. We fill it with gasoline, like so. Later that night, the janitor comes in. There's a power outage. He lights himself a match and. Oh, he's cooking fish sticks. <laughs> Now, here's another all-too-common danger in the classroom. All-too-common. The movie projector. Sure, looks like fun, but it can be very, very deadly. Now, let's just say you're the audio-visual helper for the day. You go to flood this baby in, and you just happen to be soaking your bunions in a bucket of water. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that was, that was... There you go. You can't get away with that stuff today. They no. had a character called Handyman. Yeah. That was mentally handicapped. It was, right. it was Damon Wayne's head and he was No, no, that was the head detective and that was head detective. <laughs> that was Keenan Ivory. Yeah, but I'm just, like, you know, good or bad, you know, you know, stuff worked, stuff didn't, but they took so they many sold risks. Yeah, yeah, they, they sold they went it. for it. And I, I feel like when stuff didn't work, even like, you know, I thought I still thought I'm like, this is working. Like, this is funny. Now, do you, what do you think uh, contributed to, to all the risks? Like, like now because of social media and just uh, all the blogs, there's, there's way too many opportunities for, for voices that shouldn't matter to 
post a blog and somebody to cite some random blog and go, this person said they were offended right. by this sketch, and then all of a sudden... From Moms, one, moms Against Midgets from, playing triangles in orchestras. Yeah, yeah. Wrote, yeah. wrote, there, wrote there a letter. There are more groups some, out there than there are groups to, to, to bitch about. Yeah, and then but some <laughs> legitimate news either station or like if the Today Show goes, this blog said this, then all of a sudden it's, it's legitimized. I think part of it is that we... Um, back then, you know, it's like Fox was such a, a fledgling network, and it actually, I believe, it won the Emmy for best its first year, the same way that SNL did in '75. Um, that that it, I don't think people were paying attention as much. You know, like like Chappelle show in a weird way, like later was kind of like that. Where I remember, you know, some people were talking about Chappelle show, even though Dave was obviously wildly successful yeah. and talented at stand up. And then it kind of crept in the the, the, the snowball, the avalanche that yeah, was that like, show's Holy legend. Shit, that's yeah, what, this is what's going on. Yeah, and I think that it kind of went under people's radars for so long because I think there was a, a a huge demographic of the population that just had no idea that it was even on television. Totally. So what you said, Jamie Fox. So out. I um. So when when I got the opportunity to audition for his show, um, and I again big fan. Um, I took it upon myself to learn all the white people he'd done movies with because I had this fantastic <laughs> idea, idea that like you know they wanted you to come in and pitch your own stuff that I would pitch with him being him a sequel to every movie he'd ever done. Great idea. Not needing a sequel. Right. Like the way that, spoiler alert, like at the end of, uh, at the end of you know, Collateral, how Tom Cruise doesn't make it to the sequel, but somehow he's in the sequel. <laughs> like, now let me ask you this. What's your Tom Cruise? His twin brother. <clears throat> the Tom Cruise that I did on the show Human Giant once was just the Tom Cruise that I saw, because his voice to me is unbelievably, I just can't, I can't match it. So my Tom Cruise was what Ben Stiller did on that VMA thing, which was the, just the height, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. You know, well, you know what's like cool? Giggles, yeah. When you have someone like him, and we were talking about colleges earlier, because like doing people for colleges, you got to do somebody in the now. Yeah. And he, like, people who are have that long of a career, they have a different voice. Like, he does. Right. He was different. I actually don't do. Yeah, it changes a lot. Like, I don't do young Tom Cruise. I do like the Tom Cruise who's, um, you know. He's trying to give you, uh, you know, medical advice. Yeah, you know when he's on with Matt Lauer. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. The, do you know the side effects? The, the of, side effects of Ritalin. Yeah. Are you Psycho- aware but, of yeah. the side effects of Ritalin? Yeah, really but, intense you know, and in yeah. your face. But really? Tom, si- psychiatry is a proven science. Tom, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, no, I don't no. know. I'm uh... now Meredith. Now, uh, what was her name? Uh, Kirst, not Kirstie Alley. Who was the woman that he was? Getting? Uh, Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. Was it yeah. Brooke Shields? Yeah. yeah. She she needed these meds, Tom, You're to glib. get over. Your glib. Well, I, you don't you call me glib on national TV. Glib. She needed those. There's meds. such a certainty in his yeah. voice. Yeah. You know what I mean, and it's almost like and, and using words that like to, to call you out and almost like insult you in ways like the same way a parent would be like, I'm not going to yell at you, but I'm very disappointed. Yeah, like I'm Tom's not, like, look, yeah. you're not you're not a fucking idiot. I'm not going to call you a fucking idiot, but you're wrong, and here's why. You're, you're not glib. a fucking idiot, but you are. Fucking idiot! <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's basically. I mean, yeah, yeah. He. I remember, using words uh, like "you're glib" is like almost yeah, you're, worse. You're, you're, and then it's disappointing. It's like it's how he can't believe how glib you are. Yeah. So he's like, ah, "You're God. glib." Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. And no one's ever used "glib" as an insult before. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But when when when, when he ben says glib, it, you're like, ben "Holy glib, shit!" I'm ben glib. Glib yeah. tried to when he tried to make Ben Glib glib like an insult. <laughs> right, right. Like, and then he went up to him and goes, "Wait a minute, you're you're glib." Yeah. <laughs> you're glib. You're Ben Glib. You are. Ben Gleep. <laughs> you know, it's, but it's something, it's like that one, it's, I don't tend to work on ones that have been done a lot yeah. because I think that the mileage on them 
is um, when you go, you know, when you go on stage, like I worked on a Matthew McConaughey for a while, yeah. and I just remember, and I see a lot of stand-ups, but I don't necessarily go, I haven't seen a lot of impressionists who mm-hmm. are stand-ups, but it's like I've heard a friend of mine's like, okay, if you do Matthew McConaughey, just make sure you don't talk about him taking off his shirt. Yes. Because apparently, and I've never seen someone do stand-up as Matthew McConaughey, that's all they talk about. Yeah. Uh, I forget the name of the comic, but he always ends his impression of Matthew McConaughey with, I'm just going to take my shirt off. Oh, I... I- <laughs> There's even actually Brad, who can't do impressions. Just did please a great tell McConaughey. me you're the comic who does it. You're just <laughs> no. so cocky about it. <laughs> no, it's actually Matt Damon. Yeah. All right, all Matt right. Damon and on the, the thing you okay. Mean by way of setting this Here you up. go. I mean, you, oh, you first noticed he was uh, here's well, Matthew he, McConaughey he, on David Letterman. <laughs> The, or, so, or Matt Damon. I don't. On, I don't. I don't know, man. I, you know. But what, time, what, don't what, what I would say was, I would go into the morning. You know, every morning on the on the set of Ocean's Thirteen and to Steven Soderbergh, and I'd say, um, uh, Mr. Soderbergh, uh, <laughs> today's scene I think would be a good opportunity for me to take my shirt off. <laughs> Yeah, See, that's, yeah, yeah. So it's Matt. Now, and now when when Matt Damon is doing it on Letterman, you can't be a, as a comic on stage going, "This is something original yeah, I thought of." Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a funny. I had a, like a, a take on it that I'm trying to work to see if there's a way to like because Magic Mike came out, yeah. and so mm-hmm. he was like shirtless the whole film. Yeah. So I've been Obviously. told I didn't see, <laughs> see it. So uh, what would you? So what? So you do do a Mike? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I was trying to think of an idea of I'm um, like I don't. I feel like Matthew McConaughey is not capitalizing. Like, how has he not auditioned for the Hulk? Yeah, Where, you know, like that guy never has his shirt on. Yeah. You know, he's like, "Yeah, I'm angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry." <laughs> but he's not angry, or, or like the is way that, that I, like, there's all those werewolf movies that are coming out. Yeah, I'm like, right, how right, has right. he not played that? Where I'm like, why doesn't that guy have a shirt on? He goes, "Just in case I turn into a werewolf." <laughs> I don't, I don't want to ruin this shirt's Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Gucci. You know what I love about Matthew McConaughey is like, you know, all these celebrities are doing, and especially because you and I do a bunch of voiceover, and I, yeah, pay, yeah. I pay so much attention now to the big celebrities that do these big campaigns because a handful of them you get to go out for and then you get beat out by them and part of me is just like, fuck you, Clooney. Do you really need Bud Light money? Right. Uh, but then Samuel L. Jackson's like, oh, I'm on Fear Lock selling a motherfucking Pontiac. Yeah, exactly, dude. But just do we... it exactly like that, Sam. Just no motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but like, who are... You need a motherfucking Pontiac in your motherfucking garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, All right, shit. that's All the right. take we're going to do. They... <laughs> but right. they do. But then the recognition of people hearing those voices helps for the product because even on mm. the radio, McConaughey does the, the the beef and dude the setup with the music and him doing it I was sitting there I was like dude this is fucking that voice makes sense because he's like you know when you're sitting on your back patio and you're having some brewskis and you're chilling out beef is a, a great you know whatever he was just talking yeah. about beef and I was listening <laughs> and I was like well this voice with beef makes total sense right it's uh, well the, I have a my bit it honestly got sounds like you're setting me up for the bit I try to come up with a Jeff Bridges thing because I'm like Jeff Bridges is doing Hyundai oh, Sonata do... I mean hey man uh, you know I, I, you know, I was in Tron man I, uh, I was in uh, you know I was in the, the new one bro. I was also in the I was in the Bowski man. <laughs> yeah, like like an idea like that where I'm like he's selling like the welcome back to the Hyundai Sonata. But it's like the Hyundai Sonata is a reliable car. Yeah. Like everybody knows he was the dude who like gets behind a car who's drunk and high. Ooh, yeah, yeah. 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 Blame it. yeah. Well, I mean, you see a fucking ring on my finger, Donnie? I mean, uh, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> it's got a coaster for your beverage. You got whatever. a coaster for your beverage, man. I think white Russian. <laughs> Dude, and, so wait, so how? So the Hanks, so you were trying to think of white guys to come up with, and then the and then Hanks. I thought, who is the most famous white guy? And I and I thought, like, you never hear Tom Hanks. And the right. thing is, he's relevant because the great thing about learning a Tom Cruise is, like, even if he doesn't have a movie like this year, he'll have 
Reacher the next year, or yeah, he did MI5 Jack, MI5 Reacher. or 4, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah 4. And then it was like, <laughs> if you that, do enough movies, I feel like you're setting yourself up for sequels if your career is going down the shitter. The same way, like, you know, B-list stars will get on reality shows. I feel like, yeah, Tom Hanks, the same way. He could go back and do Polar Express 2, 3, and 4 <laughs> if he really takes a, a nosedive. Or Forrest Gump's 4 through 7. Well, there was a sequel. Yeah. There was Gump and Company. I'm serious, where it's about him and his son, and that like could be done at I'm any so point. I'm so glad that didn't happen, though. <laughs> really? Because I'm, I'm actually here to kickstart a deal, uh-oh, call uh-oh, in uh-oh, to... Uh, wait, how would it, wait a sec. Hi. Hi. I'm Tom Hanks. Come on, guys. Cop and company. Cop and company! <laughs> That's Tom Hanks. That's... <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is something. Welcome back to Is That Jonathan Kite or Tom Hanks <laughs> Laughing Hysterically? It's a short game show that somehow made it into five seasons. I don't that's, know how we parlayed that. That's so good, though, dude. I mean, that's because uh, that voice is. I mean, so, and obviously, and I noticed you do this too, and I'll do this for impressions, where you, and I feel like you almost have to like transform your face a little bit you or do. You're, something in your it's not you know to really cuz you're you're seeing the person as you try to do it right so like yeah. what do you do for Hanks well i tried to do um i i, I watched him this is the funny thing is is like i'll i'll watch a movie or a clip and there was actually a clip where he did a saturday night live hosting thing where he's like you know hi i'm tom hanks and i'm hosting snl and for whatever reason like watching that and watching castaway like the melding, because I will have watched somebody's movies like all the time, and I'll be like, I can't get it. And then one day, because I tried Hanks for a while, um, and then like one day I heard him do like, Hi, hi, I'm Tom Hanks, and I'm hosting SNL. And like I could hear it yeah. in that moment. Yeah. But for me, it clipped, you know, that's when it clicked in. But before, and then I, I would watch the scene in the beginning when he's just like, I'm about to leave on the plane, and he's a just cast like, away, right? Yeah, Castaway, and he's like giving them all. You know, kind of like, blah, 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 blah. And that's how I was able to learn it. It's, and it's also funny that you're doing the, like, energetic, like, that's the part of Hanks that people, that you associate, you like, I can hear that. Because Matthew McConaughey, Energy. everyone does the low energy. No, nobody does no, like yeah. that. Matt, you get, like, nobody does yeah, the yelling. out of breath. Because he's always out of breath. Like, he'll get there. But he's in great shape. Yeah. I don't know why he's out of breath. <laughs> Same with, like, Mark Wahlberg, know. right? People Dude, that's do- my bit on Mark Wahlberg. I go, why is Mark Wahlberg always out of breath? And yeah. he gets into a room, he's like, <sighs> What's up, dude? <laughs> Do you all right, you Mark? Mark, what's up? I said, I'm like, you look like you just ran into the scene. I'm like, you were sitting there eating a bagel, drinking yeah. a beer. I'm like, you didn't. How did you yeah, get you, in? They're like, Mark, you don't need to be out of breath for this. I scene. do a whole bit. Like, it's funny. That, that's and great. that's And the funny thing about Hanks is I used to do him, because I could do Hanks as Woody from Toy Story. I can do him from a ton of different ways. Mm. But the one that got the most audience response was the yell. So I used to do... Yeah. Like, I used to do him as Woody, and people would always – you could hear them, like, clapping or being like, oh, yeah. But when I, they wouldn't laugh until yeah. they saw him flip off the handle. Totally. Uh, well, that's, a good, that's actually a good time to uh, take a break. We're going to take a quick break, pay some bills. Can we'll be you, right back. Can you, can, you t- can you take us to break with Seth Rogen? Uh, I, uh, I, uh, we're going to break right now. I don't know if I'm going to remember to come back because I am so stoned. <laughs> <laughs> that is our guest, Jonathan Kite. The show, Two Broke Girls, Mondays, 9, 8 Central, or 8, 9 Central? 9, 8 Central. It's on Mondays on is, CBS. Is 8, 9 Central an option? I don't know. 8, 9 Central. What a time machine this is, it is. <laughs> this is Brad's first day out of the house. It sure is. Uh, we'll be right back with more about last night's show. You're listening to the GoCast Network. Are you tired about how our government is run? Do you want a better life for you and your family? Isn't it time for America to return to the greatness it once was? 
Are you ready to bring America back to the people? Well, there's a new social media website that allows all of America's voices to be heard. Votepedia, which stands for Voice of the Electorate, is a nonpartisan geopolitical social network. Votepedia is on a mission to create a nationally accepted nonpartisan social network for debate, discussion, and opinions of every American. Using 21st century technology, Votepedia is striving to return the government to the way our forefathers envisioned America, of the people, by the people, for the people. Votepedia is the new voice and platform for all Americans. To register and have your voice be heard, go to www.votepedia.com. That's votepedia.com. If you're tired of the same old story from Washington and want to do something about it, go to votepedia.com. Votepedia, for the people, by the people. Before you hit fast forward, listen to this. It's the big hot rocking, non stopping, less talking, boss shocking, head knocking, finger popping, yanking, cranking, high knee spanking, wham bam, thank you, ma'am. 50,000 watt blowtorch of rock and roll! That is the Dick and Darren Show. Dick and Darren downloaded 185 episodes. It's, it's pretty good for you. You'll like it. Up in your ear hole. On the GoCast Network. We're back on the GoCast Network. And we're back. Think about last night's show. Our guest, Jonathan Kite. Now, Seth, what were you what were you telling me about the type of porn you watch? Uh, I I, I can't remember. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was when a guy like fucks a bag of weed. <laughs> Dude, that's unbelievable. Uh, well, before, before we get back to uh, information with Jonathan Kite from Two Broke Girls, he plays Oleg. He gets paid to make creepy comments towards Cat Dennings. I'm jealous of you, sir. Well, you uh, know. Well, thank you. Yo, you're you're you're, li- you're you're living the dream right now, man. Because you're on a hit show, and you're now going to, to travel a lot and do stand up, uh, which you've been doing. And it's nice to take a break from the show. I'm assuming to actually it's, get out and now. Yeah, it's awesome because you know we don't. Um, it's such a different rhythm, but I love. I do. You know, I, I haven't done stand up. I, I really started up in like June. Yeah. And it was one of those things where... Because you were like an improv actor, right? Yeah, improv sketch. and sketch and yeah, stuff right, like that. Right, but right. I, but I, I had learned all these impressions from before. And, you know, I was friends, obviously, with you and like yep. a ton of other stand-ups. And then it was, it was cool to like show up to the clubs. And then I already knew all you guys there from like yeah. acting and she hanging. Felt comfy and shit. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. Like it was a very welcoming <clears throat> community. You didn't to feel me. like an outsider. Because you, st- yeah, yeah. you were more or less starting uh, f- fresh with that. So it's like if you yeah. can have something to make you be like, all right... I'm a little I'm a little new to this, but like the the familiarity of people around you makes you be like, all right, it's not as yeah. It just felt like hanging out. Yeah. Now, cool. um, uh, and so you're starting to do a lot of colleges, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be doing Iowa State um, the first uh, Friday in March. Fuck yeah! There you go. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I haven't. Yeah, colleges are, are they always say that it's like a crapshoot. Yeah. Because they it put, is. they put you in a theater. Right. That was like meant as like a you know like a hurricane like sanctuary for the entire <laughs> university, yeah. and then like seventeen people show up because yeah. they think Weezer was playing, right? <laughs> and you have to like do their songs. You either have that, or I've done a bunch of colleges where they put you in the cafeteria where they're like, "This is a good place for stand-up comedy." Yeah. Our theater was rented out to the improv troupe. They get, they're the ones who draw, so they're 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 really good. My my favorite horror story of a college gig that I that I ever did was uh, middle of the day, middle of the day, outdoors in the middle of the quad. And they set up a little ranky-dank stage and said, yeah, just start doing comedy as people are walking by. They'll stop. 
That's like that's like a circus shit. Yeah, I'm like I'm not fucking Venice Beach street like performer a guy. guy at Costco. Just like if people walk by, give them something if they want it. Sure. Like, just throw it. Hey, hey, where are you going? Uh, what's a uh, hey? Uh, what's the difference between dude? Fucking stop talking to me. I'm trying to get yeah. to class. Somebody comes up. You're like finally. He's like, listen, uh, I'm looking for the quad. <laughs> you're like you, uh, you're on it. Oh, yeah, cool, yeah. dude. Thanks. Yeah. Man. Do you know where Henderson's physics class is? I'm so fucking late. Uh, <laughs> you're like, uh, I yeah, I, I do. Know. It's uh, over there, and you are late. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, one thing you, I don't know if you're, um, you're dealing with this yet, but um, obviously, like the more you get into stand up and the more uh, you develop a following, uh, people start to maybe take a little bit of their anger out on you. Which Brad had to deal with. Was it this weekend? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you this morning. The, I can't believe, by the way, you this started morning. with I got a death threat, and we just go, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. whatever. So John, uh, so Seth Rogen so, impressions. So you're on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it happens uh, today. Uh, I woke up, and apparently last night, uh, Chris Brown got into a fight with Frank Ocean. Yeah. Jesus, again? Yeah. Uh, now, now, let me – now, I, I know who Frank Ocean is, but mm-hmm. immediately when I'm thinking about Ocean and I'm thinking about music I like to put my ear up to, I think of Billy Ocean. Some some people can give me shit. I some people too. some people Reference! Can, some people can pull up a little Caribbean Queen uh, to play after Brad's story, or maybe to assist with the or uh, during. It's a soundtrack yeah. of life. It, it, hey, dude, Billy, Billy Ocean, Ocean that goes with everything. Yo, my dad he might have cheated on my mom, but he introduced me to Billy Ocean, and for that it's I a forgive wash. him. It's All a right, wash. Go ahead. All right, so I wake up and this fight happens. So I check Twitter every morning as I do, and I see what's trending. Let's see if I can write a joke, and I see Chris Brown's name is trending. And I get really excited because I'm like, holy shit, he, yeah, pro- he, he, he died. Whoa, Fuck yeah. Whoa. I'm all excited. Wow. And then I, and then, isn't, that, tweet- isn't that your job? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that depre- depressing Dick's job? First of all, yeah. that tweet would never go over well. Well, yeah, see, he here, died. see, here's the thing. So I click on him, find out he got into this fight, and he didn't die. So I tweet, I'm excited when I see Chris Brown's name trending on Twitter. Then I'm sad when I realize it's not because he died. Hashtag Twitter blue balls. From <laughs> Brad, wow. by the way, is super topical with his tweets. Like he gets, you know, and like you test out jokes a lot with that shit. Yeah, so. and like I wake up, read the news, and okay, try, try so yeah, yeah. so that happens. You basically just tell the world, I'm sad that Chris Brown is still alive, <laughs> yeah. which, which I am. <laughs> in, sure. All hey, serious. Yeah, dude, he fucking beat a woman, yeah, and, yeah, now, so, and nobody yeah. makes a big deal out yeah, of it. So gone. Uh, so I do that, and then it just it, it blows up, and uh, I get several death threats from his fans. Just like I'm gonna find you, I'm gonna kill you. Wow! I'm gonna, like they're just... maybe they're from Chris. <laughs> he's disguised as all these other people. Oh, yeah, dude. Why he not? might. He he's he's that he's that crazy. So I I had to respond by saying I received death threats because of my last tweet. Chris Brown's fans, please leave the abuse of physically weaker people to your leader. And that got even more. So uh, also, you need to yeah. tell them that if they kill a midget, uh, it's seven years bad luck. It really is. You it know, is. break a mirror, kill a midget. Yeah, you're running in the same boat. Yeah. Also, yeah, you <laughs> you, 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 you really don't want that on your resume. If you kill a midget, um, there won't be Christmas. <laughs> it's one of those things. There I'm pretty. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the first question of a job interview. Like, hey, welcome uh, to McDonald's. Uh, we want you, we, we want you here. We've heard a lot about you from Burger King. Uh, we're glad we were able to <laughs> steal you away. The, somebody's <laughs> jumping ship. Yeah, I was going to say that's <laughs> right. what we like to call fast food poaching. <laughs> <laughs> you were. Uh, you, you think it happens like the same way it does in Hollywood? Like you know, you see like you know, Jim Carrey left CAA for William Morris. Like, dude, you fucking Donnie. Like, dry, dude, they made him like fucking like make like twenty whoppers in five minutes. And he couldn't handle it, so he's like, dude, I want to go to a place where the burgers are pre wrapped. <laughs> a guy who's been sitting the whole time, it just swivels around, and he goes, oh, "Yeah, I've been watching you for quite a while. I like the way you work." <laughs> 
I saw the way you dipped those Frosties. How'd you know I worked at Wendy's? I'm, uh, I know everything. I've been watching you. I was only there for two weeks. How do you work at Wendy's? You turn around, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a card. A card and a name tag. It just says, yeah, it just says, like, um, the Burger King. <laughs> the, the, the Burger, Burger King. King. He's like, it says f- that, or like the card says, like, ba da ba ba ba. And you're like, uh, oh, oh shit. shit. That's yes. what they And then he gives you, like, a disc that you put into your laptop, and it's just fucking Mr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. And he's like, <laughs> it's a bad thing. Welcome to McDonald's. So, so McDonald's is the bad guy in this ba-ba-dum, scenario. Ba-ba-dum. Yeah. Gadget. Yeah. I'll get you next time, Burger. <laughs> next time. Go, go, Gadget drive through <laughs> I love how we didn't have a problem with that. That guy was probably just a heavy smoker. <laughs> Dr. Claw? Dr. Claw? Dr. Yeah. Claw? I feel yeah. like he was like, I'll get you. <laughs> 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 fucking menthols. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking. <laughs> I really got to switch to Virginia Slims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Dr. Claw should be... You know how you see those, like, cigarette commercials? Have you ever seen the one where the woman it basically it shows her, like, pictures of her? Oh, yes. And she's uh, got the tracheotomy. She has a wormhole in her Dude, bo- and person. And she puts on the wig. Right. And she... Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen the wig Dude, one. Do they show pictures of her. She's, like, super hot, younger, mm-hmm. and she's like... When I'm back in... This was me back in the day. And when I was in South Carolina, Dude. I banged all sorts of strange ass. Yo, she was that <laughs> attractive. And then she's like, and now, thanks to smoking, this is what happened. She literally... Co- you see her now. Face... She looks like fucking Skeletor. She puts a blonde wig on, a, like, uh, a turtleneck to cover up her hole, puts a thing over it, and then goes... This is what smoking did to me. And just stares at the camera for like eight seconds, basically just being like. <laughs> and you're sitting there like, holy God, fuck, that, dude. that commercial is like the movie The Ring. Anybody who <laughs> see that, like, that's going to turn into you. You have to show someone else the video. You just did it. You passed it on to us. But Damn I, it. We're passing it on to the listeners, though. All right, yeah. podcast listeners. Now, yet, now it's now on you. Get it out. But I feel like Dr. Claw should do like one of those smoking, like. Uh, yeah, it, it's him in his youth, and he's just like, hey, how's everybody doing today? And, yeah, then, yeah. and then he's like, and now. <laughs> Thanks to this. <laughs> How is that cat not dead with all that secondhand smoke? Yeah. He's, he goes also through his cats. claws. I mean, that, yeah, he's like just rubbing scraping. the fur off right. of it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a hairless by the season end of every one episode. Season three, he got... had a full shed yeah. of skin, and then by season eight, he was just fucking. It's just forget. a bloody clump. Of <laughs> <laughs> the the, the, the cat replacement budget on Claw, would, I mean, on Inspector uh, Gadget, Gadget yeah. it, it, it bankrupt the show. Yeah, Gadget's like, hey, you think I can get some new uh, finger blasters? <laughs> and they're like, dude, we got to buy more cats. Yeah, <laughs> like, are you aware? Just go down to the shelter. <laughs> Claw's they're killed. like, oh, thank God everybody's like taking care of these felines. <laughs> taking care. They're being murdered on. <laughs> They don't know, though. They really don't know. Dr. Claw had a metal fucking hand with a gold spike bracelet like he's some sort of 70s pimp ready to backhand a hoe. And now he just... <laughs> Dude, little... He petted a different kind of pussy. <laughs> he ripped that pussy up. He... Dr. <laughs> Claw ripped that pussy Yo, up. Yo, man, he tore that pussy Wait, up. Uh, little did Bob Barker know when he was like, get your pet spayed or neutered. He, he, he also, they cut him off and he was like, hey, and Dr. Claw, stop ripping up pussy, man. It, it was him. Yeah. He, or he's like, I'll get that pussy next time. <laughs> He's John- sitting there watching prices, right? You're like, oh, fucking. They never showed him, right? I don't think that they ever showed his face. Uh, no. Dude, think about the people in TV, and I know uh, we're going all over the place here, but fucking sure. w- Wilson from Home Improvement. Yeah. Never, you s- never saw his full face. Never Dr. did. Charlie Claw. from Charlie's Angels. Never saw him. True. Um, Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw from Gadget. Wow. Manny Tails' girlfriend. Who? Manny Tails' girlfriend. Manny Tails' girlfriend. Never saw her. Dude, Never there should her. be a fucking, of all the great list of TV like characters, like that, sh- that, sh- that list should be somewhere, right? They, they should, do, we have to do a, like a reality show where they all live in a house. The characters <laughs> just, <laughs> just finally get the one you never see it. They're all like testimonials, but it's like it could be a radio program because you never. Will, 
Wilson's just walking around with a, like a portable fence with in front fence. of his like, face, like a, like a like a like a Bane Sars guard kind of thing. <laughs> Dude, the <laughs> fucking guy from Scream. Well, I guess that's a movie though. So, but hey, no, that. but television that that'd be a really funny like guys you just or women you I feel never like that's saw. A great, um, robot okay, chicken so. Stage, right? Absolutely. So, uh, Jonathan, if if Doctor Claw was giving a real world esque testimonial in the in the booth, how how would that go? My agent told me (laughs) that I'd finally be able to put my face on television, (laughs) so that maybe my kids would respect me (laughs) and show that I've made it. I really needed this for my real. And it just cuts. <laughs> Every time they start complaining, it just cuts, goes to commercial. Oh, now, God. what would it be like if, like, for instance, one of the most famous real-world things was when there was a fight over, like, oh, yeah. peanut butter or something. So, like, Puck got mad at another housemate for eating the peanut butter. If Do Dr. Claw getting mad at another roommate for, eat, for, eat, for eating the peanut butter? I won't kill you this time, <laughs> but next time... I'll get you for the peanut butter <laughs> next time. He was like such an empty. He was such an empty threat guy. What's this? Oh, Inspector this? Gadget remix. No, this must be like when something's up. Yeah, yeah. But he was like you. You were never in danger of him because he was just like next time. He was like the guy who always put shit off. Yeah, right. He's like, are you going to kill Gadget uh, next time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, it's <laughs> like next time you drive in a car that can. Instantly convert into a fucking plane. Throw a missile at the yeah. dude and move on with your life. That was also his way of extending the the season, though. They're like, yeah. "Hey, man, this uh, fucking all right, man. T- you know, let's 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 wrap it up." He's, he's like, already he's like, "I've already paid for all these Laurel and Hardy I've goons. Got, <laughs> I've got a mortgage. Mortgage I need to pay for. <laughs> Guys, the mortgage crisis hit uh, some of us a little harder than others. <laughs> I, I, I have all these cats. He's like a vet. <laughs> I feel like he was a vet." Dude, that's hilarious. He like took in all these stray cats and had to pay for them. <laughs> he was, he was like, like the creepy cat lady before we had creepy cat ladies. Yo, speaking of um, of just uh, degenerate smoker voices, I got to tell a story quick. So I was at the okay. Atlanta Improv this weekend. Your Smo- first big headliner weekend, by the way, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. yeah Dude, give it up crazy. for Adam Ray. Headline in Atlanta Improv, the ATL, motherfucker. Incredible. Peace Gr- up, ATL. Yeah, yeah, great room. Uh, uh, sold out one of the shows, but I'm not there a drawer, so that was not my doing. Um, but the, the crowds are great, but there's, I t- was telling you guys, there's these, all these uh, uh, bars around the club. My first night there, I'm like, what's touristy? What should I go see? Everyone's like, oh, there's a, uh, uh, there's like a puppet museum, and then everyone's like, you want to go see the Braves? I was like, where does Sid Bream live? Can I fucking just show up at his house? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and then everyone goes. There's a bar called the Claremont, which is like this little dive bar. And they go. There's mm-hmm. a woman named Blondie who who breaks beer cans with her tits, uh, oh. squishes beer cans with her tits. And I'm now like, you know what you're doing yeah, after the exactly. show. I'm like, well, clearly that's where we're going. So where are we going to go after that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we go there, and Blondie's not there. And I was like, dude, it felt like what the fuck? Yeah, all the hype. I felt like it was going to Disneyland, and Di- Mickey had the day off. And uh, and Think they were that like, the, the, was like someone smashing shot glasses with their testicles at least. Well, dude, it, they had a guy. <laughs> They were like, well, Billy's in the back just, uh, you know, smashing like uh, – or like getting his nuts smashed with a hammer. Like, nah, it's not the same thing. <laughs> it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Right? I didn't hear about that, you know. Oh, my God. But, dude, they had the women. They were dancing on a small plank in between this little, like, dive bar, and they would dance. And then they would just like – and these women, by the way, the hook of the bar, they're all pushing 60 to 70. Like, oh, I'd say God. you would what? be so lucky like... if anyone was below 68 years old. So it's called Golden Girls the Bar? Yes. <laughs> Nice. Dude, it's it's what the last season would have been if they all stuck around. It's called it's called the Gold Nugget because they discovered the first one, Gold Rush. Yeah. 
So you went Lance, stop doing body shots off my nipples. Oh, dude, nipples. <laughs> well, one of them lit her nipples on fire, and then the other one would just look at you. At one point, I'm like, I'm like, so what do they do? They're like, they're dance. They offer you dances. At one point, one of them locks eyes with me, and she just gives like a, and I was just kind of like, every like a, nah. and then, uh, <laughs> and then she, as if that was enough for me to like let her know that, hey, no, thank you, right? Politely, I made the face of like, oh God, and to me that was like, eh, not tonight, right? She then uh, takes it upon herself to pull up her uh, her like undergarments and show me her bare 70-year-old vagina. Now, I'm not saying don't show that to anybody because, hey, you're still rocking. You still f- There's people out there that might want to see that. Lily, yeah. in a rocking chair, she's still rocking at that point. <laughs> yeah. But she's standing on a bar doing that, and like, and I haven't been in this place yet, so I'm looking around. I'm like, does anybody else see that she's just like blatantly like looking? Trying, like her eye contact wasn't enough, and then she was like, well, how can I, how can I up the ante on this? And then I, so again, I went back to again. I no wish you'd hit you. a gavel and just been like sold. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Done. Well, yeah, so I mean, what we all want to know is, did you hit that? All right. <laughs> I have seven new diseases. That is one of them like WebMD, polio because that's oh, that, that's the only thing she no, can have. WebMD has no um, no way to uh, help me out with. <laughs> Oh, well, hey, uh, we're getting close to that time. Yo, Not quite want, there yet. No, but, John, I want to ask you, do you, do you ever um, uh, mistaken uh, – well, if you're, like, you know, trying to say, hey, like, look me up for something. People go, hey, where can I Dude, this find... comes up all the time. This I swear one? to you. I swear to you. Have you ever talked about it? So, yeah, yeah. But all I, right, so this has been addressed no, already. No, no, but I, I just mean, like – Because uh, Brian and I were talking about, you know, the way – you forget that – because we get this far into our shit, and we're like, we're the only ones of our fucking – like, and when people Google us, nothing else is going to come up. It's going to be our comedy shit. For a long time, there was a guy that died in Iraq named Adam Ray, and so, dude, that was like I get Google alerts all the time. People were fucking posting on, you know, on my on my uh, page, like, dude, fucking, I didn't even know you were overseas. Like, all right, sorry going about in, that. Going in between comedy, um, Jonathan Kite comes up, and you get uh, this isn't the first thing, obviously. You come up first. He is he he's the energy healer. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. This this has been around. As long as the internet, because I have well, been look at this website, dude. It's no, just it's one picture. Coming soon is what it says. Doesn't it say coming soon somewhere? Yeah. Please, Please come, come again. again soon. I think for updates or for what? I don't know what this guy's doing. He lives in England. And um, I, I approached him one time and he wanted me to pay for the site. Right. Um, but his, his, his bio is just a little too like you got to come up with a better way. Like as a qualified teacher, he is keen to bring joy and maximize the learning experience for his students. He gives hand jobs. Yes. That's, what that, that's <laughs> a fancy way of saying I will blow you. You for guys, a this is a new show called The Web Interpreters. <laughs> Dude. Perfect. Uh, we we got to get to some celebrity serenades, my friend. Oh, do we? OK. Because we haven't done celebrity serenades in a while. And we have. Did you, you know, got some music for us? All right. Maybe. Now, now we just have to go to the bathroom. Well, now we need to... F- All right, let's do Travolta massaging a man, because I guess this is <laughs> massage spa music. Can you find some, like, jazz, like... Just like a jazz... Do you just- do Travolta? God, I, I mean... Well, I, 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 do- I quit football to play Danny Zuko in Greece my sophomore year of high school, but so my Travolta is like, Vinnie Barbarino, yeah, like, hey, you know, yeah, like, man. hey, yeah. and Sandy, you know, like, but not like a... I, like Travolta, not like... The way he talks, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, that's I, pretty good. Yeah. I do, I do Ralph Garman doing John Travolta. So it's just like, what? Here it is. Where? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, wait. You know what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> but like Travolta now, he talks about his plan. I don't know. It's kind of. Yeah. I don't, I don't that's know. That's pretty good. Broken air. Broken air. There's a. 
He just says his films. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> Look at me. That's how you I'm, find it, though. I'm fucking right with Dude, you. When I, did, when I did like my uh, Robert Downey Jr., I was like, "Have you seen Iron Man? Iron Man Two. I was in Heart and Souls. Um, do you have any Coke? By <laughs> that's the way? what I was doing. Yeah, you I was, name their movies. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was go, working oh, at Robert Downey Jr. He's like, "Yeah, uh, baby. Here, here, here's a deal." Uh, I was in uh, Iron Man 3, new one coming out, and yeah. it's great. It's good. It's DVD good. or Blu-ray. You can get a red box at a Hollywood video. Are they still around? Fuck it. I don't know. Do you have any Coke? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I was like, it's like, he's never been on drugs. People think he was on drugs Dude. before. I'm like, he's on, it seems like he's on drugs now in those interviews. Yeah, he's right. So all the time. He's all whatever. clean and incredible now. And yeah, he just referenced. All right. So, um, all right. Who have we? All right. You, um, he hasn't been Vaughn yet. All right, we'll do celebrity serenades with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, we'll close it out with this. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, for our listeners that are maybe new to the show, celebrity serenades is when uh, we have a talented impressionist uh, like Jonathan in, who's going to do an impression of a celebrity at a bar, picking up a woman. Yeah. Past celebrities include Dustin Hoffman, Splinter. Um, <laughs> Jay, was, I did Splinter. Uh, uh, Jay Leno. Uh, we did. when we had Sean Astin on, I think we didn't we do he because he's Raphael in the animated Ninja Turtles. So we did Splinter. And oh, cool. Sandy Dancer did Polly and giving Sandy Dancer did Polly harassing uh, Sean Astin for not putting him in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh my God, that's hysterical. Uh, so so anyway, so Longcrete. So uh, here's the deal. Uh, I'll play the bartender. Uh, Adam, the you play the hot woman. And uh, Jonathan, you're gonna do Vince Vaughn. Is that okay? Yep. All right, he's going to do Vince Vaughn at a bar picking up a hot woman. No, I know, Chrissy. It's I know. What well, shit? Like, I, uh, just come over. Uh, excuse me, miss, miss, miss. Um, What's that? I, I hate to interrupt you. I'm your... on the phone. Do you fucking see that I'm on the phone right I, now? Uh, I know you're on the phone. Yeah, but I'm I... having a really important call. My friend just fucking got dumped by her boyfriend, okay? Well, yeah, but then you Do you could... know Manti Teo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm aware. You might want to. Check ESPN, but uh, well, oh, that, oh, what is that like a fucking web? Is that a website? N- sure. What I'm saying is, I'm trying. Yes. To, I, I'm just trying to may- maybe give some good news to you because yeah. this gentleman uh, over here just bought you a drink. Oh, well, I love free booze. Yeah. What? Hello. Hi, 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 hi. Is anybody sitting here? No. Can I? Uh, can I? Can I sit down, baby? Uh, pl- oh my god, please, yeah. Can I call you, baby, baby? Yeah. What? What's your name, baby? Uh, Christine. Christine, you ever seen the movie Fred Claus? Yes. Well, there you go. That's uh, that usually works. <laughs> Where you, do you? Okay, a lot of guys hit on me. So, what's going to make you different from those guys? Maybe hang up the phone right now because I think you're being rude to your friend. You know what I'm saying? If she wants to come out like have a threesome and shit like that, I'm totally down. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I mean, I'm down. Not like the comforter, but I'm saying I'm down with you, baby. You get it right here. You know what I'm saying? Hang up the phone, baby. Down that shot. I got a car waiting for us outside. I'm gonna take an adventure, baby. I got a bed in the back of the car. I'm saying I got a driver because I'm kind of out there and shit like that. The driver, like, is the guy not from Drive, but I know Ryan Gosling. We can meet up with him later. I'm just saying, like, I feel you, like, right here. I'm pointing to my heart. It's a radio show. You can't really see this shit, like, right now. But I'm pointing the heart and your heart, not your tits. I like your tits. I'm pointing to them. I'm trying to point the thing behind them. The heart behind the tits. I got titties, too, baby. I'm saying we all got titties because they were kind of, like, from the same, like, you get it, from, like, the same point. Like, you know, like the old days, like the Bible and shit like that. You get it, baby. Hang up the phone. Do that shot. We're going to get back there. We got some parting to do, baby. Oh, my God. I now I remember you're, oh, my God, you're Paul Giamatti. From Fred Claus. I, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> I, I rip off the mask. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> well, well, well. Are you coming? Do, do, do you want We're going to have some, uh, some Merlot, uh, Paul. I am not drinking Merlot. <laughs> I am not. Dude, Vince Vaughn be- turning into Paul Giamatti <laughs> in anything would be. Dude, the heart behind the tits is a <laughs> great, heart- like. I think the heart behind the tits is like uh, I'm interested the in next your Jackie tits. Collins novel. <laughs> the heart behind the tits. That's a romantic comedy that the Vince is you... in. <laughs> Dude, 
<laughs> just that line though, and that's so ridiculous, but delivered with the sincerity of Vince. Like I, that's so such a Bible. Like this I'm summer. not interested in you. I'm interested in the heart. Like the tits, I love your tits, but I want the heart behind. I'm the talking tits. the heart behind the tits. This and summer, the heart as if there's yeah. Jessica Biel and Vince Vaughn, the as heart. you've never seen them before. Ha ha ha! Heart behind the tits. <laughs> oh my god, dude! What Jonathan Kite, where can people find you? Can they? Are you on? Are you on the Twitter, Twitter? at JB Kite at JB Kite and uh, watch the show Two Broke Girls on at nine eight Central every Monday on CBS. It's a great show. Thank you, sir. Uh, Jonathan, you're hilarious Thank on you it. Thank you very much. We didn't even talk sports. We're gonna have to. You're gonna have to uh, come back. I'll come back anytime. Yeah, dude, yeah. Right, obviously. Gotta come back. Uh, Adam, plug your stuff, yeah, man. Find me at Twitter uh, at Adam Ray Comedy, uh, AdamRayTV.com for videos and dates. I'll be at the Irvine Improv Wednesday at eight and ten, and the Ice House on Thursday, and um, and some uh, more stuff. More stuff <laughs> coming up. BradWilliamsComedy.com. Follow me on Twitter at FunnyBrad. I got dates coming up at the Omaha Funny Bone. The Comedy Works in Denver. Go to go, go, go to BradWilliamsComedy.com. Click the tour schedule. Jonathan Kite, you're amazing. Thank oh, you so much for having me. I'll look at, him up. I'll be at Workaholics in two weeks. Hey! Oh, yeah. There you go, Adam yeah. Ray. So look us all up. Thanks Dude, for tuning awesome. in. This has been the About Last Night Show. Please try to remember our names in the morning. You're listening to the GoCast Network. Are you tired about how our government is run? Do you want a better life for you and your family? Isn't it time for America to return to the greatness it once was? Are you ready to bring America back to the people? Well, there's a new social media website that allows all of America's voices to be heard. Votepedia, which stands for Voice of the Electorate, is a nonpartisan geopolitical social network. Votepedia is on a mission to create a nationally accepted nonpartisan social network for debate, discussion, and opinions of every American. Using 21st century technology, Votepedia is striving to return the government to the way our forefathers envisioned America, of the people, by the people, for the people. Votepedia is the new voice and platform for all Americans. To register and have your voice be heard, go to www.votepedia.com. That's votepedia.com. If you're tired of the same old story from Washington and want to do something about it, go to votepedia.com. Votepedia, for the people, by the people. Have you ever made a purchase, bought something, gone into a store, picked up an item, and thought to yourself, I sure wish I could pay GoCast Network? Well, great, because now's your chance. Brothers and sisters, Put your hands together for this great opportunity. Go to GoCastNetwork.com and click on the Amazon link. Buy your stuff from us at the GoCast Network Amazon link. Click it on. Click it on. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Click on the Amazon link. Click on the Amazon link. Click on the Amazon link and support the GoCast Network. That's all i got to say. Buy your stuff from us. Thank you. Uh, hey, this is Gary Busey. Not sure where I am right now, but I know that I'm listening to the interview with uh, Fraser Smith uh, on uh, the GoCast Network. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, 
Liza Schleichinger. Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.